Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, welcome back to The Real Problem with Cade Booker. This is Episode 2, Kayla Morris is actually in Spider-Man No Way Home. And, roll intro music. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Real Problem with Cade Booker. This week, I'm being joined by the one and only Kayla Morris. Alright, we are here to talk about superheroes. Now, we are going to have a follow-up episode where we're going to have a superhero double show. We're also going to offer trivia game show with this episode, but this one... We're just wanting to knock out some classics. We wanted to talk the bases of superhero movies. So to start off, we're going to start off somewhere easy there, Kayla. I would like for you to tell me a good superhero movie. Something you've seen, something, anything that just tickled your funny bone. Something that just touched you right in the right place. The one that always comes to mind to me um, is Batman, for sure. Um... I would say, I'm trying to think of which one that particularly comes to mind. I'm pretty sure it's Batman Begins. Batman Begins, the first of the Nolan trilogy. That's yes. where he uh, uh, meets with Rajal Ghul and then ends up having to fight the Scarecrow for the city by yes, the end. Correct? that's a really good one. That's a fine one. I, I think all three of the films in the Nolan trilogy of the Batman movies are splendid. My pr- personal favorite is the end one with uh, The Dark Knight Rises with Tom Hardy's uh, Bane. However, the first one set it off for a, a terrific trilogy. Perfectly wrapped up as well, too. If we had gotten a fourth one, it could have possibly spoiled the other three. I don't know. I definitely agree. You don't want to overdo it. Absolutely. Similar to Spider-Man. We get about three, and we're done. So, uh, if I had a, a good movie that I would like to suggest... Me, personally, I'd like to switch things into the, uh, the Marvel side of things. I like Infinity War. Avengers Infinity War is one of my favorite movies of all time solely because of the ending we didn't get the happy-go-lucky uh hero saves the day goes off into the night we've got the villain one and snapped and destroyed half of everything that we knew and took out many loved characters from years past oh my goodness yes it definitely leaves us on a big cliffhanger yes what are the best cliffhangers in history uh leading up to having avengers endgame having the most played movie trailer ever in the history, up until recently with uh, Spider-Man No Way Home breaking that record. Which I'm so excited for. Oh, are you excited to see Toby and Andrew back in Spider-Man? They haven't told us they have. They are, but I think they are. I mean, like, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting it, and I don't know how I'm going to feel about it when it happens, but... If they do it the right way, it'll all work out. Yeah, I mean, with a two-hour and 39-minute runtime, I think that that's plenty enough time to be able to give ample screen for for all three of these characters, plus whoever else they can bring in, considering that we have the possibility of getting all sorts of wacky cameos with confirmed Willem Dafoe and, um, oh, oh, Alfred Molina coming back as Doc Ock. It's going to be a splendid movie. Um I'm personally excited to see Jamie Foxx in it again. I love Jamie Foxx in anything he does, uh, especially Django. Oh, Django. But um, 
I didn't exactly enjoy his representation of Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man Part 2 with Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Um, I, I hope that they kind of fix it somewhat. His origin story wasn't bad. I guess falling into a bat of electric eels and getting bit a lot of times, that, that would give any normal man powers. Right, sure. that's pretty gnarly. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all of the Spider-Man movies, which one hits you the home the most? What's your favorite Spider-Man movie? Considering we've got, what, uh, eight so far with nine coming up, oh solo Spider-Man movies? I'm just trying to, like, Not even counting physically, the like, Spider-Verse. recall all the ones, you know... I would say it's definitely like one of the first ones. Toby Maguire. No, no, is it Toby Maguire? Yeah, Toby Maguire played for the the Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man, and then we had Andrew Garfield who played for the two Mark Webb series. But uh, yeah, it would have been Andrew Garfield. You're probably or, or Toby Maguire. Excuse me. You're thinking of uh, the original three where we had Green Goblin for yes. the first one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Def- Yes. Willem Dafoe makes that movie. Willem Dafoe can do anything. I think my favorite one, I forget which one this happens in, but it's uh, where like Mary Jane um, is like falling or whatever. It oh yeah, she to... falls in it. Yeah, but in this one, like, but in that one, um, he does like a whole bunch of spider webs or whatever. And like it, it winds up turning into like a almost like a bed of spider yeah, webs, yeah. and then they wind up just like chilling there, and they're like kissing. Oh yeah, so you like, yeah, you're definitely talking. Toby that's like Toad's one of my favorite parts. Most definitely, I'm very excited to see Willem Dafoe come back for Spider-Man: No Way Home to uh, to get to get his representation of the Goblin again, which he's one of the most infamous villains in any of the any superhero movie adaptation. So, uh, okay, let's switch gears a little bit. What is your favorite villain? Favorite villain in all of superhero movies? Any superhero movie. We'll get more specific if you want afterwards. But favorite That's villain funny. of all. So, I know, like, I know we just talked about Batman, but Joker. Joker? Oh, my goodness, yes. I, I adore really, Joker as a... As a, a character persona, yes. I enjoy his the uh, Joaquin Phoenix's representation in Todd Phillips' movie Joker, um, which is it's a new take on Joker. Which, but even in the it old was fresh. classics, like yes. even in the old classics, like he was always like guns blazing. Yeah, and no like, backstory, no no yeah. knowledge on who he was or where he came from. Always, Absolutely right. Yeah, I love it. Yes. Agreed. Um, the Joker, in, as far as DC lore goes, the Joker is definitely one of the top-ranking villains that they have out there. Um, back, speaking back to the Nolan verse, I, I enjoyed Heath Ledger's representation just as much. Um, it definitely deserved all of the Academy Awards that it earned with his uh, po- post-mortem death. But, uh, anyways, yes, uh, the Joker is a terrific example of a villain. My personal favorite, I guess, if we're going back to Marvel's side. I definitely enjoyed Thanos as a character, not necessarily as much as a villain. He wasn't necessarily as as monstrous as a villain, but definitely as a character, considering that he had moral reasons behind wanting to destroy half the universe. And can I say that um, watching What If, some of those episodes made me like stop and think, well, maybe... You know, he isn't just, like, a completely evil guy, Absolutely you know? Right. And, like, you know, like, maybe, like, there is another side to him. Maybe it's, like, a whole Negan thing, you know? <laughs> Everything that can be compared to Negan is definitely screen-worthy. 
Negan is such a character. that That's not even a superhero, but, you know, Negan slid his way in here into the talk. All right, let's see. Okay, let's slide on to the next topic. What about, on the flip side of that coin, what would be a bad superhero movie? What do you feel was a, a movie that just didn't hit all the marks, didn't hit all the bases for you as you watched it? Hmm. Let's think. So, so even though like it was a good movie, like I guess I just like kept wanting more from it. Um, it, it has to be the new uh, Black Widow ooh. movie that came out. I did not like Black Widow. I tried my hardest. I, I tried to to tried. sit there and smile during the. Uh, uh, Nirvana smells like teen spirit cover for the intro. I tried to enjoy it, but Black Widow did definitely miss the mark. Um, heavy spoilers for Black Widow for any of you who have not watched it, which it is uh, free to watch on Disney Plus. So, if you haven't watched it, I I dare say this is tough titties. Um, Black Widow, the ending villain, big big climactic scene, everything we've been working for for about two hours and ten minutes. We find out that the villain has powers of smell, and the reason that Natasha cannot hurt him is because he's stinky, and she smells him, and it makes her invulnerable to hurt him because he's smelly. That was the ending. And then the best scene of the movie, she breaks her nose so she can't smell him anymore, and then pummels him, gives him the, the wallop. It... That was the most climactic scene of Black Widow, and that was really all you need to know from it, is she pummeled him because he was smelly. Uh, terrible movie. Uh, I did, it, it had potential. They definitely had a great cast. They had potential to throw in Taskmaster in the right way, which Taskmaster, if anyone knows from comic lore, is a terrific character. Well, a terrific backstory, entirely separate from what we did. And they decided to make her just a mute. And as well as a mute, she was not, she, she didn't train for the specific move. She didn't, she didn't have the ability to mimic. She had just badass skills. She just had a, a slight ability to, it, it was not the same. It wasn't the same. Taskmaster was underplayed and underdone. And they, they, they forever screwed that one. They'll never be able to get that back. I would say they had a great, like, opportunity, and maybe they should have not done the whole, like, backstory and done yeah maybe, like, you know, her now. Hell, I could have even lived if they were going to try to rewrite and say she was going to survive, and that's why we got it. But yeah. having known what happens in Endgame, which... Lord, spoilers right. for Avengers Endgame, if you haven't watched that. Um, she dies, and it's over. We, we are done with the Black Widow, as far as we know. Uh, we, we have her sister now, uh, Yelena, and Yelena definitely will take up that mantle sooner, sooner or later. But for the time being, no more Natasha. Scarlett Johansson won't is be done. The same. Yeah, it won't be the same. However, I mean, I guess it's justifiable that we lost Natasha, but still. Still. Okay. So, let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about Disney Plus. Disney Plus, the one-stop shop for all your Marvel entertainment um, t television needs. There we go. What has been your favorite Disney Plus series that we have watched? 
since they've oh, started Disney Plus. Oh, without a doubt, Loki. Oh my goodness. Loki definitely is able to take the reins on that one any day of the week. A with one a show. Stellar sure. cast. Owen Wilson can do no wrong in my eyes. Owen Wilson yeah, for president of 2024. Um, Loki was agreed my favorite of the four uh with the world building and also with its canonicity to the mcu and how how different things are going to become because of the loki show and how important it is for those who actually follow the marvel cinematic universe to watch loki um i i also enjoyed wandavision the concept of wandavision was was unlike any other out of the the four that we've gotten so far wandavision was probably it's tied for strongest with Second Loki. Favorite, yeah. Second favorite. Where it went towards the end, we could have ended before the season finale. I didn't need the uh, the entire flying witch battle. That that kind of that, that knocked a point off the board for me, most certainly. However, the entirety of the show, with showing different time periods and different ways that television was shot, uh, for the first episode, they brought in uh, uh, wire mechanics and they brought in wire operators to do. The entirety of all of the floating and all the the magical looking things, it wasn't CGI. None of it. It was entirely made. It was practical. It was uh, very impressive knowing that upon watching the behind the scenes, just as well as their choice to shoot in black and white for the first two episodes, kind of giving the uh, mimicking I Love Lucy and other 60s era genres. And then we got um, Malcolm in the Middle, and then we ended up getting the, uh, uh, oh Lord, um... What's the Olsen twins show? What were they in? What was the TV series with the Olsons when they were kids? There was Full House. Full House. No, not Black and White, where I'm talking about for the 70s era one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alright, so let's talk Marvel Cinematic Universe and how they're changing the game right now in the movie industry. So with Avengers Endgame that we got in 2019, it broke the box office records. Now, up until recently, they re-released Avatar in China with a new uh, special feature bonus cassette. And with their sales, they were able to boost their sales back into the spot with James Cameron's Avatar being number one overall worldwide in sales, in uh, post-produ- or post-movie release sales. With the DVD, I have a DVD. Yeah, with the special feature DVD. What? However, with that being said, globally in box office sales in the movie theater, Avengers Endgame still reigns supreme worldwide top movie of all time. Beat Star Wars uh, Episode Four. It's beaten the Titanic. It has beaten everything in its wake. And uh, now we are predicted with only... 289 million views on the Avengers Endgame movie trailer on YouTube compared to a uh, enormous 339 million views on the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Wow. What? How do you feel th- this trend is going? Do you think that they're going to be able to hold supreme of where they're at? Or are we starting to, uh, we starting to get to the end of the game? I mean, if we look at the statistics here, I mean, they should, they should get more people going to watch. But you also have to, like, consider the other variables playing into it as to where, like, Disney Plus wasn't really a big thing when all, um, you know, back when we were doing the, uh, 
the um, in-game. Right, in-game. right, right. Is that what we were talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Disney Plus is just recently, it released in January of last year, and since then they've boosted the sales to Disney Plus subscribers tremendously, tenfold, especially with the pandemic giving everybody the uh, lack of movie theaters and new Marvel movies. Oh, people eat that shit up. Exactly, so it's like... Nerds live for that, us nerds here. You don't necessarily have to go to the theater to watch it, so like even though the numbers, there might be might not be because right. people are just doing the Disney Plus thing or no, streaming live. Yeah. Uh, now, Black Widow ended the uh, same day streaming uh, streaming service from the movie theater because they had originally written a contract with Scarlett Johansson to be able to, they weren't going to release it on Disney Plus to buy on the same day. So people would have to go to the theaters and it would boost the sales up for her some more. But uh, she ended up taking a big old pay cut from whenever they they put it on Disney Plus because that nobody went to the theaters to see it. Everyone just paid that twenty dollars at home. Yeah, like why not? Yeah. Besides us, I think yeah. we were some of the only people in the world that went <laughs> yeah, to the theater. We're to just see avid it. moviegoers. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I don't have people to make me popcorn here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, uh, okay. Switch gears again. Oh, again. Can I bring up a topic? Bring up a topic. Talk to me about superhero movies. So, I love superheroes. So like, I talk about superheroes a lot. One that's like kind of like people don't really talk about a lot. It's like The Incredibles. The Incredibles? I grew up on The Incredibles. I love The Incredibles. It's one of those fun superhero movies that's been ever made. I think you can bring up The Incredibles in a room with any age group of people and more people will have seen that than anything else. Maybe besides you know, Spider-Man. But absolutely right. The Incredibles is a uh, terrific movie. I didn't care for the sequel. The sequel no, didn't live like up to its mark. Sure. Maybe because I wasn't, you know, 10 yeah. years old. However, however, you know, 17-year-old Cade still enjoyed The Incredibles Part 2. Just as much as 10-year-old Cade enjoyed the 100th watch <laughs> of The Incredibles Part 1. I promise that much. Oh, yeah. I, I, I couldn't come up with a better childhood and superhero movie Besides The Incredibles. That's a terrific point. I love that one. Like, with the stretchy mom. Because it was like a whole family thing. And it was like, you know... I personally grew up... I enjoyed world. the original um, Fantastic Four series. Oh, before yeah. uh, Chris Evans would, took up the mantle of Captain America whenever he was still the Human Torch. And uh, now with all of the wacky multiverse stuff we got, I personally wouldn't even be hurt if he decided to come back and they said... Oh, we got the Fantastic Four back now, and look, it's this guy looks just like Captain America. <laughs> if he wanted to come back, I'd be fine. He did a fine Human Torch, which also in in was the, he the same guy. It's the, the exact same guy. guy? Yeah. No way. Oh, isn't that? A I didn't never make that connection. Oh, see, everyone learns something every day, and that's your thing, and that's not a bad thing to have learned. That's not a bad thing at all to have learned. Which, uh, and also, I was one of the people that did not enjoy the remake of Fantastic Four that we got recently. I believe uh, 2016's reincarnation with Miles Teller and uh, Michael B. Jordan. And I couldn't come up with the other two actors' names. Yeah, me neither. Googled it. <laughs> I don't even think Google has those answers. Um, fine cast. I like Mike, Miles Teller. He played phenomenally in Whiplash. I, I couldn't. I, I'd take my money if we ever get a sequel. I just want to see J. Jonah Jameson beat the dog shit out of this poor kid a little bit more while he plays the drums. Because, 
oh, that smile. We didn't get the smile, but he smiled. We didn't see the smile, but he smiled. I swear to God he smiled. There's no way he didn't smile. Oh, and then he hit the last note, and then boom, roll credits. Oh, what an ending to a movie. Let's talk about endings to a superhero movie. You don't always have to walk away. You don't always have to save today, get the girl, you know, whatever your cliche superhero movie is going to be. Like like Infinity War. We referenced Infinity War earlier. That's a fine ending for it. But uh, Marvel has, in recent, you know, 20 years, started doing something that movies had never had before with ending tidbits. One of the most unprecedented things I've found in movie culture is the ending tidbit and how many people do not realize the ending tidbit is a real thing. So, Kayla, I'm going to pose a question to you. As we went to see Venom Part 2, Let There Be Carnage, with the total of 10 people in the movie theater, including ourselves, how many people stayed until the end credits to watch the end tidbit? It was just us. Two. It was just <laughs> Your answer us? is two. Are we locking in the answer? final answer at two? Two. At two? Yes, there was two people. There's only two. As, as Cade stood and flailed his arms at the people as they walked down the stairs. But stay! There's more! There's going to be more! And they say, there's not going to be more. There are end credits, you imbecile. Oh. Oh. The audacity. The, the tyranny. <laughs> All right. Yes. So, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has had some of the most unprecedented and wonderful tidbit ending scenes. My favorite of which, which you, if you didn't stay for the end credits for Spider-Man Part 2 Far From Home, you missed out because Spider-Man's identity was revealed to the world from none other than himself, J. Jonah Jameson. J.K. Simmons is his name. Alright, we're back. So, talking Marvel in tidbit credits. One of the most unprecedented and one of my favorite in tidbit credits of all time is whenever they revealed Spider-Man's identity in Spider-Man Part 2, Far From Home. J.K. Simmons playing J. Jonas Jameson, who reprises his role from the Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider-Man movies with uh, featuring Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. He has officially crossed the multiverse and is here in an InfoWars-style podcast telling the world about the menace to society, Spider-Man. That was good. That was great, wasn't it? All right. Spider-Man. And um, now, picking up from that, we're getting an entire third-part movie with Spider-Man No Way Home. So, Kayla, I'd like to pose the question, what is one of your favorite ending tidbits in a Marvel movie? Or can you pull any of them for me? Oh, I I think that's the one that we just watched. Shang-Chi? No. No. Oh, with Venom? Oh, yes. Venom Part 2? Oh, spoiler it's warning. So this is spoiler territory, everybody. <laughs> Avoid this at all costs. Spoiler warning for Venom Part 2. Let there be carnage. Holy crap. Okay. Venom Part 2. Let there be carnage. A B-tier movie. A fine movie and all. Uh, Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy and almost anything he does. Tom Hardy's a fine actor. However... The movie itself, B-tier, Carnage and Venom are supposed to be R-rated, and we aren't going to get that from Sony. Uh, movies nowadays, we're leaning so hard trying to get them PG-13 to get the, the child audience, 
it's it, movie theaters will be dead within the next ten years due to this. However, B tier movie. Let me get back on the rails. The, the the train derailed a little bit here. B tier movie, A plus, S tier even tidbit scene. So we have Eddie Brock and Venom, the uh the lethal protector. There we go. The lethal protectors, and they have taken off to some exotic tropical beach island just hanging out, having a good time, and then we see some sort of mystical Doctor Strange circle wizardry, and then boom, they see Tom, oh my god, Tom, the other Tom, I keep, I got too many Toms going right now. He sees Spider-Man. There are more crossing overs. Yes, along with Morbius coming into the picture here soon, Morbius is also going to be set in some form of a Sony-verse, uh, whether it be the, the, Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi universe, whether it be the Mark Webb, Andrew Garfield universe, it could be uh, off-branch of the MCU, we don't know. It, for all we know, it could be set in its own entire separate Sony-verse, and yeah. he could cross over with the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales, it could, it could get wacky, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it could get wacky. Alright, so here we go, we're going to hit with the final... Banger topic. What is your favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe movie? What is the one in the MCU and the whole Infinity Saga plus the extra three movies that we've gotten since then? What is your... That's such a hard question. You always ask the hard question. Think about it. You can give me a rundown of a series of them. So, like, I'll discuss two of my favorites while you think about it. So, um, one of my absolute all-time favorite movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is definitely Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is something that the nerd universe has begged for and asked for for years. And when we finally got it, well, damn it, it was great. That's a lot better. Yes, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays a terrific Doctor Strange. And um, for those of you who are familiar with some of the comics, Doctor Strange wasn't always the best character. He did not... His, the very outdated sense of uh, character in his development. However, Benedict Cumberbatch came and he brought his A-game and turned the character from something that could have been a very uh, chauvinist and uh, egocentric. Well, he's very egocentrical, but chauvinistic is the main thing I'm trying to pull from here. Very bad character to a uh, wonderful representation. And now turning into the shining light of the MCU with um, he, he's getting up there now close to Robert Downing Jr.'s pay scale, whereas for uh, 20 minutes of screen time in Spider-Man Homecoming, he raked in a whopping $18 million for 22 minutes, roughly, of screen time. It, it, just a few lines and some CGI shots. Yeah, so... If anyone can get close to Robert Downey Jr.'s pay scale and pay grade, they are definitely on their way to becoming, uh, well, rich enough to do shitty Dr. Doolittle remakes. Okay, so I know mine. What's yours? What do you but got? I can't think of the name of it, Ooh. but I know like who they are, the oh, okay. characters in it. So it's the blue girl, and you know, and she can like shapeshift form into like different people. And like the Wolverine. Oh, okay, and okay. Now, now this isn't MCU, however, this is Marvel, and I count it all but day. it's still superheroes. It's still superheroes. You're so right. right. That still counts. Which one? What's your favorite one? I love the X-Men. The X-Men is a long-awaited oh, thing for the Marvel one. Cinematic Universe. X-Men is terrific. My favorite of the X-Men series is the newest one that we got, the um, 
Logan, uh, the last one. one. The the first time that we actually got to see Wolverine in all of his bloody, gory, beautiful. Oh my lord, what a great movie! I I especially love the scenes where you can see the claws enter one side of someone's face and exit the other yes. side of their face. Oh, oh, the slow motion scene where he had to. Well, sl- I love oh. the, the gore they go into. Honestly, a fine send off for Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. As much as I'd like to see him come back. I would respect it more if we didn't see him ever return to the role. Uh, Ryan Reynolds can play Deadpool until he's in his late 80s, but Hugh Jackman, that's about it for him, for Wolverine. That was good. That was a, a fine finale. There's been so many. How about Deadpool? <laughs> what are your takes on Deadpool? Oh. Because you know that I've made us both watch at least 20 times the Deadpool 2 Super Duper Extended Unrated Blu-ray Uncut Edition with 25 extra minutes of bonus footage. I would still not say that I would still watch it again because it is that great of a movie. I do like the first one better. Oh, you prefer the first Deadpool? Yes. Oh, let's discuss that. Why? Um... Was it because this old lady didn't get killed in yeah, the very opening Yeah, honestly, minutes? I really didn't like that part. I thought it gave depth to the character. I thought it gave Deadpool something really like a, a new stake at hand. So he's not just like, I don't know, it gave more depth to him as a character. As well as her being alive in a reincarnation slightly, I guess, in death. Since he can't die, he can still go and see her for, yeah, for a minute. Yeah, I understand that. I guess that is nice. However, I, I, I agree with that. The, uh, the death scene in the beginning of that, that, that's a hard pill to swallow in any movie. But, how I, I, oh, that's a tough one. The first one did great building it up. Um, him murdering a man in the Zamboni, one of the best scenes in a superhero movie I've ever watched. Maybe besides Kick-Ass and uh, the part where he, he decides to stop the villains and he actually succeeds with his stupid batons and becomes internet famous. Kick-Ass was a fine movie. Alright, so what would you think? I just like the failed attempt, you know, at, like, the superhero. At the, you know, yeah. like, they did. And, like, all of, all of them dying and everything. And I thought that was really great. Alright, so we're going to run down a list of characters that aren't super-powered, but would you consider them to also be superheroes? Okay. Okay, number one, Keanu Reeves, John Wick. Is he a superhero? Yeah. No. He's not a superhero. He's not a superhero. I mean, now, in all reality, I can agree with him not being I mean, a superhero. Like, but does he kick some ass? Yeah. I mean... But would I classify him as a superhero? No. A vigilante? Yeah. Yes. Well, what... So, the only, the only defining trait that makes a superhero a superhero, are you, you saying, is just the ability of powers? That is a very Or is it just skill? Because, like, what about Batman? Batman's just... Right. I get that, too. Batman's just rich. Is that a power? I mean, I guess it's the, um, the attention you get from it. You know, like, in Batman, they're like, oh, my God, you know, Batman, you know, there's Batman. Oh, it's the Batman symbol. You know, like, no one's like... Oh, it's the Keanu Reeves symbol. You know, like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you hear the Baba like... Yaga is coming, you, you <laughs> get the hell out of there. Yeah. I mean, just like if like I'm a criminal and I see the bat signal in the sky, I'm going to be terrified. I'm going to be quivering in my boots. I'm not going to be like, ooh, let me go do some criminal activity tonight. 
Well, hell no. I'm going to get my face pummeled by a bat guy. Uh, uh, Lord forbid it be Robert Pattinson break my face in seven places and then let me ride on his back and call me a spider monkey. And take me to the colons, right? Oh, God. Oh. I think he'll be a fine Batman. I'm, I honestly, I've grown out of that phase in life where I was that angry teenage boy and all the girls were like, Twilight! And I was like, ah, Twilight kind of stupid. They sparkle. Twilight wasn't a good series of movies. It was a good series of books. And uh, Robert Pattinson's a fine actor. We watched a movie the other day with uh, the Lighthouse with uh, Green Goblin, the Will- Willem Dafoe, the Willem Dafoe, oh, and uh, Robert Pattinson, and they both played lighthouse keepers, and they sounded like drunk pirates, but god darn it, the dialogue was phenomenal. Enjoyed every bit of it. They weren't superheroes. They were obsessed with mermaids. They had, they had sirens calling to them, so uh, yeah, not a superhero topic. That's just a fun extra tidbit for you boys and girls out there at home listening. So, um, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, Kayla Morris, do you have any final superhero topics? Do you have any other... I think any, I have, What you got? I think you've let me speak my mind. Yeah? I think we've talked about superheroes for roughly 35 minutes. So, uh, we're going to call it here. So, um, everybody, I hope you've enjoyed the podcast at home. And keep on listening. And um, I still don't have an ending word for this thing can't use bazinga again this week. Wabam! Wabam! That's all, folks.